Yo, 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 what up? It is your boy, JB with Reggae360. All right, thank you for pressing play and listening to this reggae-centric, reggae-rock-centric podcast where we review every banger that dropped last Friday. And we also give you a little interview. And this week, man, we got a big interview. All right, this is episode number 12 of season three. That's the Tom Brady episode. Okay, the episode of excellence, of greatness. This is a Hall of Fame episode right here, okay? I got a couple dogs with me here for this episode, man. This is going to be something else, dude. Let me go ahead and intro my boy, Evan Yarmo. Evan, what up, dude? Yo, what up, JB? So, man, I appreciate you because you always go the extra Yarmo. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'm bringing it back. All right. We're going to have a new segment called Going the Extra Yarmo on this podcast where Evan just tells us something interesting about his day. Evan, go ahead. Start right now. Go. Uh oh god today I uh, uh I woke up that's not interesting I I, t- I found a new song that I think I'll use for my alarm from now on What's that what song is that Uh it's a song by the Avalanches Okay okay Uh they're coming out with a new album in December that's tight Yeah dude that is tight uh, they only have big. two one interesting thing that I observed about you is you ate a hot pocket with blueberry sauce on it yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but that was yesterday. That's old news. Okay, true. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's only up from here, man. So uh, let me go ahead and just slowly segue out of this awkward conversation here to some uh, other conversation involving a man from Arizona, a man that lives and breathes the essence of reggae rock music. He puts it on his back. He's a real deal. You've heard him on the radio, ladies and gentlemen, Brett Coleman. What up, Brett? What um, up? What up? What up? What up? Hello. Also, fun fact, yeah. Brett invented the going the extra Yarmo segment. <laughs> uh, so just, you know, kudos kudos for that. But uh, I, what's up, man? What's new in your world? Dude? Well, I don't, you know, I think, Evan, I got to be honest, bro. You, you could have gone the extra Yarmo with that segment right there. Like, you've got the presidential mullet. You've gone the extra Yarmo by growing this fucking thing out. Like, it's flowy and it's fun. You know? Dude, like, don't sell yourself I, short. You've done much more than just picked a new song. For your alarm, we're recording a podcast, and you're growing a mullet. You know. I do that every day. The mullet does grow every day, more yeah, and more powerful. I can hear it growing right now. It's loud. <laughs> Dude, also, this guy's got a V-neck shirt on, man. He's got his, his chest is all tatted up. His tattoos are popping out. I don't know if you ever saw, uh, you know, Tim the Tool Man Taylor, his neighbor just creeping his little head over his freaking his fence looking into his yard, man. That's what Evan's tattoos are doing. They're popping up, just looking at me, giving me all kinds of weird eyes right now, man. Um, you know, so just fun fact about Evan. I wish the people could see this, honestly, because it's a, you know, this is just a, a, a freaking so uh, help, sight to be seen. Help me understand this. So you're saying that, like, uh, you've got, is it Mr. Wilson from Home Improvement? Probably not. Yes. Is it? Okay, so you got Wilson from across the street tattooed on your chest, and he's just creeping and peeping on the on the fence? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I wish that was literally the case. That that sounds pretty cool. Uh, he, he's got some like Nordic battle of good versus evil kind of thing going on, man. It's like it's like a it's a whole thing. I could do the neighbor thing as like a tramp stamp, you know, peeking out from the backside, just saying, "Hey, hello, what's up? Howdy, you know, neighbor." You know, Did of you, all uh, the things people don't need to know, um, I've got a lower back tattoo, and I regret it. Let's start. Let's start off this podcast speaking the truth. <laughs> Listen, man. You, you know, no, sometimes I got a lot you of. You just got to lean into things. 
Yeah. What, what, I'm just curious. What What is it a tattoo of? We got we had to go there. Um, it's gonna even sound even worse. So uh, it's like a, it's some ska checkered pattern. You know, some red and black checkers, and okay. uh, also the outline of a flame. So it looks like I just did a rocket fart just right up my back. And there's a little symbol in the bottom of it, like on my very lower back, that matches a tattoo that my sister has. So there was some good intention with it when I was 15 when I got the little the little symbol. Um, but, you know, I just had one of my good friends, Justin, text me last night reminding me about my lower back tattoo. So every time I try to forget, I just can't, you know, can't. Well, well, uh, I I actually have Miss Pac-Man tattooed on my ass, so that's kind of better. I'm though. right there with you, bud. Yeah, but now that I've had two back surgeries, I call it the Champ Stamp because I screwed it all up. <laughs> so it's kind of better now because that's you know, positive, like man. you got to find the Champ the, Stamp. We talk about this during this episode, a little foreshadowing, the silver lining, ladies and gentlemen. There's always a silver lining, and now right, that's, I'm writing that's Champ fun. Stamp down for the future. Uh, I well, think, let's let's jump out of this, guys. What what are people getting into by listening well, to this podcast? Clearly, Is this a champ stamp podcast, or clearly, what do we do here? They're getting some fun and easy banter. Uh, yeah. That's what that's what put asses in seats over here. That's why people are showing up, Evan. Since you want to segue out of that, let's. Uh, Let's get to the real core of uh, what it is that we do, man, and that's review music, okay? So all of the reggae rock, reggae songs that dropped last Friday, we listen to them, we put our favorite, our top 10 together, we play them, we review them, we sneak in a little interview uh, halfway through, and we polish you off with the positive thought of the week. You know what it is, people. So, Evan, why don't we just just jump right into it, man? Why don't you fire that first track up, man? What are you playing today? Up first, we've got the song Fear. From Bumpin' Uglies. Revolutions don't look pretty. Growing pains felt in the cities. Propaganda has us bickering amongst ourselves. Well, I believe that black lives matter. But I don't think all cops are bastards This wolves and sheep in every pasture Need to weed out the predators Exile the masters Tensions rising in the streets Politicians feel the heat There is fair and fair Fear by Bumpin' Uglies, man. I tell you what. Brandon Hardesty has something to say, and damn it, he's going to say it, and I love it. This is it's, it's just no surprise to me that at a point in time where, you know, pot, like musicians are taking a stand, making statements that, and also afraid to make statements. Some are afraid to make statements. But Bumpin' Uglies, Brandon Hardesty, they're not afraid to get very political, put their thoughts onto paper and share with the people. And I thought that there was some real insight in this song. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, saying I believe black lives matter, but I don't think that all cops are bastards could be 
a controversial line. Like, I, you know, it's just like, and even if it was, even if there were people that took a, you know, um, felt some kind of way after reading that, I, I just don't feel like, you know, Brandon Hardesty is the type of person that w- would care because I feel like, you know, he's somebody that kind of carefully thinks through his, his perspective and is probably, you know, is willing to back it up and have a conversation about it. And I respect that. And this is, you know, what's going on through his eyes or, or, you know, the eyes of the band, however their writing process went for this, but you know, a couple gems in it. Revolutions don't look pretty, man. That's true. You know, uh, get up, stand up. It's time to move. That's true. Okay. And the line, man, don't burn down the forest to get rid of the weeds. I like that, man. And here's my favorite line of the whole God dang thing, man, is invest in communities and plant more seeds. This is my, this is a personal belief that I have is that the path forward um, where we can create the biggest change is by investing in communities and people and creating opportunities for the youth. Okay. Changing the future, literally. Now there's all kinds of things that need to be happening, but that's, that's one that I feel very passionately about. Um, and, uh, you know, I love, uh, you know, change is free. Don't buy the fear. That's just a, that's, man, that's a great bumping uglies line right there. Change is free. Don't buy the fear. Um, and I know in talking to Brandon, he said before, he doesn't consider himself like the greatest singer, but like, dude, he's getting pretty freaking good, man. He is, he is a great singer. Um, and he has a great voice and presence and, Bumpin' Uglies, man, they're just at the top of the game right now. So I don't know what else to say. What do you guys think of this track? But, 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 that's what I think about the track. <laughs> it makes me want to, like, get up, dance. It feels like everything they describe themselves to be, it is a mix of punk, ska, reggae. It's this, you know, sound that's indefinitely Bumpin' Uglies. And, um, you know, one thing that I had a chance, it seems like forever ago, um, but on the Vibes Alive, to, to talk to Brandon and, one of the things I mentioned was kind of about singing, but also storytelling and you know, his craft to be a storyteller is really something that I appreciate because he, you know, especially with this song, like you're saying in a political environment, in a, in a time that there's a lot of just weird shit going on that people have just not seen before. Um, you know, this track has a bump and uglies tone to it, right? Like I felt like it was a kind of a familiar sound from them, which I don't mean in a, in a bad way. Like I like what it is, but it is very much a time capsule in the sense of capturing what's happening right now from his perspective. And I, I just, I don't think anybody that would hear that song, like you were talking about people that might misinterpret these lyrics. I think people that listen to Bump and Uglies are a certain type of people that are a great type of people that are part of this community and they're pretty great. True. And, um, Facts. you know, like, yeah. I mean, right on, dude. Brandon, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Did a great job of supporting everybody with the live streams before COVID, during COVID, now breaking out some new music and speaking the truth. And that's what people need. They need the truth to feel better, and they need to know other people are dealing with the same shit that they are dealing with. And this does that. Absolutely. Political song. You know, hey, I I really respect his ability to articulate himself well throughout a song. Like, he's got to be one of the number one lyricists out there in the game today, without a doubt. Do I agree with everything he says? No, but, man, he is one of my favorite people just to listen to. Um, And, and, you know, I don't know, you really get a a feel and a vibe of who he is as a human being when you listen to all of his music, and, man, I I really respect him as as an artist. Do you think he's a better lyricist than Nas? 
Uh, you know yes what? or no? Fuck it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Fuck wow. It. Fuck it. Okay. That's a. You rip. heard it here first <laughs> that's, that's, on this podcast. That's a Evan random ass. Going the extra Yarmo Yarmo is over here taking shots at Nas like he did anything <laughs> wrong, dude. Wow. <laughs> All right, we might as well keep it moving, dude. Might What's well. next? Up next, we've got the song "Good Karma" from Love Lion. It's empty, can I live good and stress and worry? Living in hostile territory, nobody out there trying to help me. Everybody in a hurry. Business faces another story. When my out and strolling calmly, I'm my owner of no army. In the city, people on me. In the city, people hungry. But yeah, now let's not get heavy. Put it behind, we let all our friends meet. Everybody feeling friendly, nobody out there trying to end me. Love lying, good karma, man. I'll tell you what. All right, I got a couple things to say. Number one, I love the way this song starts, man. It just kind of fades up, okay, and lets you know it's a fun song. You're about to have a good time, man. That's the way the song starts to me. And I like the line, everybody's feeling friendly. Ain't nobody out there trying to end me. And I think that's important, okay, to just understand that there's nobody out there trying to end you, all right? It's positive. How do you know that? You don't know much about me. <laughs> You're probably trying to end me right now, Evan, unsuccessfully. You've, you've been trying to end me for years. Um, me no want no drama. Okay, I love that line because who wants drama? Okay, and I think it's just important to feel friendly. This is a very friendly, kind of positive, uplifting song. And, you know, I've gone out drinking with friends and, and associates and people uh, they just they walk around like tough guys, you know. They mean mug people, and you know they look up and down other guys that are just walking around and say things like, "Look at these clowns," you know. And it's just like I, that's never me, man. I've always just like had the mentality of like, unless I'm really drunk, then that could be a problem. But I've always had the mentality. Evan's laughing; he's seen it before. But I've always had the mentality that like think of the people like when you walk into a crowded bar everyone that you don't know is like a potential friend you know that group of guys over there you know they could just all be awesome dudes and and have interesting things about them that you just don't know and they could potentially be really good friends and people that you respect so why would you put that negative energy out there and be like look at these clowns like that's how fights start that's how drama starts man it's all about the good karma it's all about the love love lying crushing on this you know and i'll tell you one last thing man i love well two last things number one when the rhythm switches up midway through this song i think it's just fire it changes the whole vibe up um it's crazy and number two if i'm ever going to a dance hall in jamaica i hope that they are playing this song because i definitely can dance to it number two um it's all about that good karma positive energy love life live the life you love you know 
What do you guys think? I think I think you said about everything. I mean, this is this is Island Club music. <clears throat> this is stuff that is really fun and interesting. It's got that kind of more broken up drum beat to it. You know, it's not that straightforward. Boom, cop, boom, cop. It's like down, but down. Evan, you kind of do. You walk around as a tough guy sometimes. Like what you know? What do you think about what I said about that? I know you like to puff your chest out like a big alpha, you know, when you walk into Grand Slam Pizza and just mean mug people. Um, yeah, uh, you see, I, I've just referred to as a complete beta cuck most of my life. So I've I've just worked as hard as I can to build an alpha persona. Mm. Um, has it worked out so far? Do you think, I mean, do people look at me and think, yeah, that's a tough guy? Or do you think it hasn't really been working? Brett, what do you think? I mean, from my perspective... You go the extra Yarmo. You're a hell of a guy. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Big time alpha. Um, cool. <laughs> bro, what do you think of this track? <laughs> Y'all said it. I think it was all good. I was just trying to envision JB rocking up in a club in Jamaica, you know, getting his groove on, dancing through the halls, and, you know, what's up? You know, throwing out his. Oh, dude. Throwing out the swagger, the little Bostonian hey. swagger. Listen, I've watched I've watched some Jamaican dance hall uh, videos on the internet before, right? I know how to I know how to can get you, down. Can right? you make one for us? Can you make an instructional dance hall dancing absolutely. video? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Right. If you all want 100%. that, if you're listening, and, and you know, and we all got well, nine ninety nine. I think during when the next song is playing, maybe we could practice some daggering together and okay. see where it goes. Dude, you're just bro. That, you're that sounds like rip, some, that sounds like something you guys can do together on your end. Uh, I'm not interested in what, dude. No, no. Daggering but sounds like a I different, what, different go, topic for a different podcast. If I do go to a Jamaican <laughs> dance hall, all right, I would hope that I would be accompanied by Popcan and his associates because I know I'd be safe, man. Because talk about uh, tough guys, man. Those guys. <laughs> So nice, dude, man. Pop can and preem freeze off that new EP they dropped together, man. What a collaboration! Haven't played that track. Freeze with premium pop can right there, right here on For the Vibes, talking about the new music. And that one right there just had the right chilliest of chill vibes. And, you know, we're talking about some Jamaica dance hall here on the break, and we're talking about some moves to learn. And uh, those are some good Jamaican artists right there, and definitely heard more of them since being a part of this podcast. So, you know, there's always room to learn more artists and if anybody out there listening is, you know, really digging somebody right now that you think we should know more about, why don't you hit us up? Tell us because I like to know more about what everybody's getting into because we, we're telling you what we think the best songs of the week are. But, you know, 
Let's hear, let's hear from everybody else. Maybe? No? Hey, Brett, it says we're all about learning too, man. Let me um, let me share something that I learned. So um, Popcan is Jamaican, but Preem is actually a Canadian rapper. Whoa. I'm of Canadian so, descent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, to see them collaborate on So this is a whole EP, man, and, and Popcan is like um, – you know, he he just rep he represents Jamaican man. He's not he's more of like a hip hop Jamaican artist more so than like you know someone like Coffee or Chronics. That's more of that like roots reggae revival. Pop King is just different, you know. But I think he you know he gets respect from everybody and he's in that scene. And you know, Preem is is definitely a rapper. So this vibe, man, freeze like this whole like you said. I think it was a chilly, so chill vibes. I think you said, man, and and um, they're talking about your wrist being on freeze, being frozen, all right, having some uh, ice on your wrist. And personally, I'm a big watch guy, so, like, that <laughs> that resonated with me, man. I, I like Omegas. I like Brightlings. You know, that's my thing, okay? But, you know, not the ones with big diamonds on them, so maybe my wrist isn't froze, you know, but I'll take a nice little Omega Seamaster on my wrist and be happy with that. And I like that they shouted out Tupac. Tupac, Tupac. Tupac, Tupac. Wow. Tupac. Jesus, where did that come from? Anyways, man, this is this is glorious Jamaican swagger rap, man. And and when Preem starts, uh, you know, his verse, he says, "I became successful without doing no deals with the devil. Them boys ain't on my level. I'm the one that pulls the strings, bitch. I'm Geppetto." So, there's that. Um, which, you know, I might get that tattooed on me somewhere, you know, because uh, that's a nice little cold line right there from a song called Free. So all around great track. If you like that kind of thing and like Brett said, if you guys are digging other stuff, let us know, man, because that's what we like or I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I picked that song. All right. I'm not going to I'm not going to put that on Evan. OK, I picked that one. That's on me, boys. OK, the next song, though. I think Evan might. I think Evan, Evan might like this next one, man. What do we? What do we got, dude? What's next? Up next, we've got the song "Fresh and Clean" from Jazz Elise <laughs> and Govana. I, I I probably didn't say Govana right today. I'm guessing Govana. Govana, maybe. Let's hmm. find out. Fresh and clean. Fresh from bird from a step on earth. Louis V shoes straight from Antwerp. Well dressed suit, well pressed, but shirt. Good. Three colony in a concert. I saw the done work, enough money man worth. Talk to me, after you talk to me, bank clerk. From BSX school, Sunday in a church. Charges, beers, and I be the one converse. Still fresh and clean, fresh and clean. Fresh and clean, fresh and clean. Step on the scene, oh, I'm so blessed and free. Rebel woman step on the scene, oh, I'm so fresh and clean. From my open my eyes, give thanks to the most high. Give thanks, giving thanks for life. No stress, no stress in my side. Though when you come around, you can't hold me down, you can't kill me with no attack. Whoa, try your best, my life now 
Jazz Elise featuring Gavana. Govna. Govna? Gavana? Gavana. 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 Fresh and clean. First of all, Jazz Elise has a beautiful voice. Holy shit. That is a beautiful voice. Uh, this song is super positive. She's singing about being grateful for life's blessings, living stress-free. She talks about meditation, listening to uplifting music, being a go-getter if you want to take it to another level. Oof. This is my type of track right here, man. And I love the concept of being fresh and clean because, you know, if you look good, you play good. If you play good, you get paid. Okay, Evan, remember that. All right? And, uh, yeah, man, just just keep yourself smelling good, looking good. This is important, I think. So I really like this track. But the biggest thing is that I don't think it's about being fresh and clean in a physical sense. I took it as having your mind fresh and clean as well, you know, tending to your thoughts and, you know, reading, meditating, thinking positive, showing appreciation. These are principles of a positive life, a life well lived. And I think that Jazz Elise really captured that. And um, lastly, man, I love the name Gavana. Gavana? Gavana. Governor. 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 Okay. Because it makes me think of like how you would say in English, you know, hello, governor. <laughs> That's all that I could think of. Governor, sick name. And he uh, crushes on his track too. And the video is out of this world. Definitely, you got to watch the video for this one too, man. That's my thoughts, guys. I'll shut up. No, I mean, you said it right. It, this song definitely is a lot about being fresh and clean within your mind and spirit. I mean, they say in the song, in the song keep your mind right, meditate for good measure, uh, read a Psalms a day to chase away the devil. Keep your heart clean so your days can be better. Oh, I love it when you rap, dude. Keep going. Just freestyle, though. Uh, Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, dude. Nope. Not going to do it. All right. All right. We've been doing the podcast sober for too long. If you caught me after a couple drinks, I might, Hold on. I might let it fly for you. This is a sober episode for me. Last episode, I had a few drinks, but usually I've been doing a sober, sober episodes. Okay. And you can tell because I say when I drink, I say... Um, you know, or I repeat myself or I have these like weird, like, uh, like pause, like crutches that I use when I talk. It's actually really annoying. I like that right before you said that sentence, you said the word, um, for like two seconds. I say, um, I say, you know, yeah, it's horrible. I hate it. Oh my God. Why do you guys even listen to me? Why do I even do a podcast? I don't listen to horrible. Uh, Maybe they should wake up. Maybe they should just wake up. Up next, we've got the song Wake Me Up from Styly. Oh, transitions. Hello. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by your beating heart I can't tell you where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream 
All right, that was some styly right there with the cover. Cover, man. That they did a nice job putting their own spin on things. But if that sounded familiar to you, it's because it is. So Vici, wake me up. They did that cover styly right there from Boulder, Colorado, and you know. It's an interesting track to to cover in general um, and then just to kind of switch the whole vibe of it because I really do like what Styley brings to the table. I know we talked about um, a few songs just a couple weeks ago by them that, you know, are can, like Journeyman. I think that was it. Um, they've got a good vibe and they bring forward real positive messaging. So I guess I was a little confused by this song, Wake Me Up and It's All Over because... I feel like there's so much to enjoy while we're here right now. So I don't necessarily identify with the song, but it's a cool cover. I think they did a good job with it. And uh, I look forward to other wonderful tracks that they put out. So, I mean, no, no offense to the song. It's great, but I just don't, it doesn't uplift me um, in any way. Just cause I feel like Avicii too. Like then when I realized it was Avicii, it's kind of sad cause homeboy didn't go out in the best way either. So Props to living the best life. Everybody, just live your damn best life. Be awake. Be present. Be woke, quote unquote. Yeah, man. I think it's, um, you know, it's sad, you know, but it's also a tribute, you know, to uh, to Avicii. And, you know, I think that, um, yeah, you're right, man. It's it's kind of a, a sad story, and I think it's a reminder. Avicii, to me, just represents that, like, even some of the most successful people in the world still struggle with, you know, mental health and, and the same things that, you know, we're all out here struggling with. So I don't know, man, this song, it it doesn't uplift me, but I, but I identify with it, man. It definitely makes me feel something. I think Styly killed it. I got a very like Johnny cosmic stick figure vibe in this track and the way that they did it. And I don't know, just the lines, man, like I can, you know, I can't tell you where the journey ends, but I can tell you where to start and life will pass me by. If I don't open up my eyes, that's why I wake me up when it's over. It, it's all about just the growing pains of life, man. The things that we all go through. And I say this now as a man at 34 years old, you know, I've, I can look back and reflect upon it. And I know that it's not easy, man. In the moment when you're going through it, it's like, you can't really see uh, the edge of the forest, man. You're, you're lost in the in the forest deep within but now looking back man it's like it makes so much sense so it's just too bad that someone like avici wasn't able to make it through the other side and be able to look back and reflect um so i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this or why i'm rambling about it but uh all in all i thought it was a great cover a great tribute and uh styly definitely looking forward to more styly music uh because i like it i i uh, enjoyed it yeah, I mean it's a it's a song that is really well put together. This cover, and it's one of two really interesting covers we get to listen to today. Stay tuned for the Ooh, next one. A little foreshadow. Um, but I mean, I think that this song is kind of it has mixed messages, right? It's not all a downer. Just with everything surrounding of each, it makes it a little more of a downer. But I feel like the song's a little bit about like learning lessons and feeling like it, it's okay to feel better after you feel bad too, you know. Um, the chorus is a downer, but the verses all have kind of a different thing to them. But, um, yeah, reggae should be positive and uplifting and make you feel good. Let's move on to the next one, if you guys are ready and willing. <laughs> Great segue there. Definitely ready and willing. Wow. Wow. Your, your sarcasm. Uh, I'm just going to put that in my box back pocket and save it for later put that in your back pocket the back pocket the back pocket please what did you say the other week the positive something Uh, oh positive thought of the leak yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Always relieving. Up next, we've got the song Ready and Willing from Anuia. There you go. You know, some more sounds from the islands. And I got to say, Anuhea is one of those wonderful Hawaiian women voices that I really appreciate in this community and just has such a, a pleasant tone to it. Makes me want to listen to more. Makes me want to just kind of take it all in. And um, I mean, as provocative of a line as ready, ready and willing is, is a very like subtle track in the sense of like, the, the, the mood is just very chill and enjoyable. So, um, yeah, man, I definitely dig in the Anuhea vibe, the island vibes, and that mix that they put together just to to bring us a little bit of calmness when we listen to that. So uh, I dig in. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, when she goes, <laughs> I probably butchered that, but when she does that, I'm like, oh. Absolutely. That was like. How how does it go? Try to do it. It's like <laughs> it's like the most low key but also nice sounding like you could ever do. Yeah, yeah. You hated what I just did. That no, I loved wow. it. But right, no, but, fine. You can just you can be honest. Type. I loved it. I just don't know if Anuea, did I say that right, would love it. Okay, because. This is a powerful song, and I don't want to like make jokes about it because she lays it all out here, man. And this song is all about to me, man. This is like, in order, and Brett, you know this, man. You're married, man. You've you've had a, a you know relationship for a long time. That's uh, has a foundation. It's like you have to really give up fear and just embrace faith, and really, you know, this song is about kind of going all in and really opening up yourself to. Uh, your partner and stepping into that role and the line in order to be a queen, I have to deserve the rain. It's like, you know, everyone's out here talking about queen this and king that, Oh, that's my king. Oh, that's my queen. It's like, no, you got to earn it. You got to be ready for it. All right. Not everyone's a queen. You really have to like be honest with yourself. If you have, if you have the ability to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, do I deserve this title? Have I done what's needed of me to embrace this? Like, you know, that's just that level of introspection is like amazing. That's 
that's what you need to be a genuine person. So to really say like, do you know, do I deserve this? Can I step into this? Like, and do it consciously. Like, I, I don't know, man, I'm impressed by this song. Like I, like, I'm just impressed by it. I don't know the lyrics. I think whether you're a king or a queen or anything in between, I think you can really identify with the vibe in this song and the essence of what Anuea is saying. And you're right, powerful female lyricist from Hawaii, Brett, and yes, um, just you know, I love it. I love that vibe. So that's all I got to say. Hell yeah, yeah. Evan, can you make that noise one more time? <laughs> that's, that's not what it was, dude. Not at all. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Anyone that's listening, I apologize. You asked but. for it. Okay. What do we do In next? order to be your queen, I have to deserve the rain. Brother, the pain da, da, da. of the past behind. I send it above tonight. Knowing the strength in you and finding the strength in me to live in aloha always, because that is the only way. All right, next song. Actually, no, you know what? Let's jump into an interview. Brad, do you want to tee this interview up for the people, man? Like we're oh. playing tee ball and you're just putting the ball right on a little thing and letting them just hit, a, hit at least a bunt. Sure, sure. I mean, um, let me let me say this about this conversation. So, you know, we got to talk to Adam Gross from Ineffable, and he has an amazing job being a curator of this culture, this content, and having such an effect on what we're able to consume from a media point of view. And if you all, you know, like I didn't really know all that is the machine of Ineffable and and what they've been doing and how they've come together. So if you want to know a little bit more about, you know, Adam as a person, but also Ineffable as a label and, and how they have been additive to this culture, well then my friends, you need to listen to this conversation we had. It was a great time. And again, thank you, Adam, for being here. And I think you all will enjoy it very much. So check it out. Let's do it. Do it. Yo, what's up, people? I know that you've been loving the podcast so far, and I know that you're excited about this moment. I'm excited, too. Let me tell you that, okay? <laughs> I'm here with a couple special individuals. The first and foremost is the man, Evan Yarmo. Evan, are you excited? I am so excited. I'd like to hear that. Brett Coleman from Arizona. Yo. What up, dude? Are you excited? I'm damn excited, JB. I'm damn excited. Yes, dude. I can feel that. And I tell you, I'm super excited. Let me tell you why, man. Because we are sitting here <laughs> talking to a powerful individual, an influential individual, 
Okay, he is behind the scenes, making connections, making it happen. He's carved his own path. He's changing the way that music is released and promoted. He's done so much for the reggae rock music scene. He's built bridges in this scene. He's raised the collective consciousness of the world by uplifting reggae rock music. He's earned a promotion to vice president at the biggest record label in reggae. He's brushed shoulders with the top artists in the world from a young guy with hustle to VP at Ineffable Records. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Gross. Adam, what up, dude? How you doing? What up? This is uh, quite the intro. I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> Who's this guy you're talking about? It must be some cool guy, but... No, that's very nice. It's, really, it's great but, to be here, guys. Absolutely, man. I tell you what, we did our homework, Adam. I know you're a humble guy, but we did our homework, <laughs> and and uh, it's pretty cool to uh, to see and hear your story and to get a chance to talk to you. But before we even get into that, man, I'm just kind of curious, man. How's life going? Okay, in the life of Adam Gross, man. Paint a picture for the people. What's going on out there in Oakland? Yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting time right now. Obviously, for everybody, um, definitely for those of us who are in the music business. Um, you know, without, without live, um, miss it more than anything. Um, and it doesn't feel like it's coming back for some time, but, um, you know, overall things are, uh, really exciting in our world because I spend a lot of my time focusing on the actual recorded music and the streaming side of things. And that's kind of where like all the focus is right now. You know, it's like everyone's recording music, everyone's collaborating, collaborations are happening that normally wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like things are coming together in this time that like there's so much positive things that can come from it. Um, you know, obviously there's so much, so many terrible things going on at yeah. the same time, but in, in the recorded music side of things, there's this really cool, um, you know, kind of sliver of, of hope um, and sliver of positivity in, in all the collaborations and, and all the music that's, that's happening during this time. So that's kind of where my head's been at um, for the past I guess seven months, six months now, um, really kind of focused on, you know, helping artists grow their fan bases um, through that means, since the other means of growing um, doesn't exist. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, here we are. Yeah, no, here we are. A- absolutely, man. And you're right. It's like the, it's the silver lining in all of this. The fact that, you know, live music is always going to drive uh, the music world festivals and, concerts i mean that's like that's why people fall in love with music but you know there's something to be said about the digital platform and some of the things that you guys are doing that ineffable to help artists get a bigger reach get a bigger audience grow their numbers things like that that's so critical especially in this time where it's a time where you know some people are choosing to build and grow um so that's cool to hear from your perspective um and you know what before we even get too much into it adam like as a lifelong fan of reggae music i'm i'm familiar with uh, who you are and what you do and what ineffable does, but for some of the audience maybe that doesn't know, let me let me just read a little bit off your resume here, just to keep the people um, you know up to speed and who we're talking to here. So, as a VP of Ineffable Records, you run day to day of the world's number one record label. You develop relationships with curators at Spotify, Sirius, Pandora, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube, Tidal, and so much more for. Uh, placement for releases. You optimize streaming performance on each platform. You A&R songs and projects, strategically securing features and making suggestions to help songs perform to the best of their ability. You run marketing campaigns, ad campaigns, and just just everything, man. Is that doing you justice, man? Did I miss anything? Is that kind of? Can you talk about what you what you do over there at Ineffable? 
Uh, yeah, it's funny. I'm like, I was like, where are you getting? I was like, that's my LinkedIn page. I, haven't, I don't even know when I last updated that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's um, that's you know that's that's definitely a big uh, piece of it all. Basically, um, you know, I handle so we have so enough. Well, we we have our hands in a lot of different parts of the business, right? So we have festivals, we have venues um, that we own and operate, um, and then we manage artists. Um, when you manage an artist, you are involved in all aspects of their career, from touring to merch um, to the recorded music and everything else. And then we have the record label. Um, where we get to work with artists that uh, we don't also necessarily manage, and I get to work with those people. We get to work with those people on their recorded music. Um, so I basically handle all release-related things, strategy, etc., for our management clients um, and for all the Ineffable Records um, clients as well. And then I also do kind of just general, um, kind of like PR type stuff for the company overall in terms of on the live side and otherwise just kind of like trying to uh, secure looks um, on that side of things as well. Um, but the main focus is kind of like how can we um, take, make music and, and have that music reach as many people as possible is kind of the way I think about it. And once you have that goal in mind, everything kind of flows from there. Yeah. And you, you also had a, um, an interesting journey, just looking at the trajectory of how you got to where you're at now. I'm kind of curious if you could speak on that. Cause you know, being, being a younger guy, maybe you had like a, did you have like a different perspective, a fresh perspective that you brought to the table or like, how did you kind of learn some of the things that you're bringing to the table now with ineffable and working with artists? Like, um, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of curious if you could speak to maybe how that fell into place and how you developed those skills and yeah. kind of kind of how your story uh, led you to where you are now. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that I don't, you know, I didn't necessarily grow up um, like buying CDs. Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up, um, you know, getting iTunes gift cards for your birthday. Um, and that's how you got music. And then streaming came. And so I don't really have that necessarily that nostalgia for kind of like the physical um, era. You know, I, re- I have great respect for it, but I don't have that personal nostalgia for it. Um, so because of that, I think I've focused so heavily on streaming because that's really what the future is and the way that people are discovering music now. Um, and I think that's given a very uh, unique perspective to it. Um, because I'm not worried as much about, you know, oh, this used to be a big revenue source and isn't really as much anymore. You know, people are, some people are still kind of thinking about that and I'm way more focused on, whoa, streaming is like the coolest thing in the, ever, uh, because like you can create a song and like it can reach like millions of people and like, it's just, it's just, to me, streaming is just like the coolest thing ever. So I've just like, I think the, that you know, being on the on the younger side of things is one advantage is that I don't have that um, like the nostalgia or that kind of feeling of wanting to be in that other world. I'm more so just like, here's the world we are. What's the future? How can we continue to evolve with whatever tools are being created over time so that we can figure out how the music can impact as many people as possible? That makes total sense. I mean, I don't have a ton, ton of experience with labels, but Back in the day, I got to intern at Capitol Records, which was an amazing experience, and I was on their music video nice. department. And that was like early 2000s, and the conversation came up around iTunes. And they're like, yo, this thing's coming out on Apple. Like, If you don't have shares, you should buy shares. And I'm like 20 years old. I'm not even 
thinking about that, I wasn't really taking it in. I'm like, nah, people aren't going to want to pay for music per song. They're going to want that yeah. CD still. They're going to look at the book. And so like, I, I think I was in this weird transitional phase to where, like what you're saying is there's no bias or defense against this nostalgic feeling of having to have that physical article, which is allowing for so much, so much growth. And I was kind of laughing in the beginning of this interview because JB said silver lining. And that's the first thing that was on my mind is that for what you get to do within this company, within this genre, within this community and this time, the silver lining is to be on the recorded side of music and to be able to help generate yep. all this new content because the minds that you know stay busy with movement and going on tour and dealing with this and dealing with that are now busy making music. And it's really cool that we get to capture this time because yeah. I feel like normalcy will happen where the routine goes back on the road. But mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think this is just... Um, you're talking about Northern California, I can think about the harvest and, and they talk about the year that the wine comes yeah. out, right? And it's like 2020 is going to be a great year for music because when we look back, there's going to be so much creativity that's just going to be, you know, so pent up and like there's just so much emotion. I just, I love it. I'm excited. I think there is so much silver lining and I think that you have a great opportunity within this world of of streaming and what is next. I mean, where do you guys... On that radar, I mean, just kind of following that thought a little bit, what is next? What are the new opportunities that are coming up to to get artists, you know, a little more screen time or engagement? Yeah, I think, you know, the the thing we always like to say is like, what's the key to uh, building and maintaining a fan base, right? So you have that core fan base then i think you know what we call the cult fan base the good kind of cult you know like the stick figure family kind of kind of cult uh the good kind of cult and where like you develop this this kind of core that's gonna really want to you know support you and help spread the word and be a big part of your actual um you know be a part of the music be part of this actual community um and you want to make sure you're continually you know, feeding those people and, and, and keeping those people obviously, you know, as a part of that family while also focusing on growing to, to new fans, right? Those are the kind True. of two main kind of constituencies you have. Um, and so I just say everything, again, falls into that line of thinking. So right now it's how do you continue doing that? Um, and in general, how's the way you keep doing that? In general, it's releasing consistent, cohesive content in perpetuity. Like keep on building and building and building and building right like Mm -hmm. you guys are doing with your podcast right you're releasing new shows over and over and over and over time you're building more fan base to your podcast um and that's like it's it's like it's that simple i mean it's it's more complicated but overall the overall framework is like that so you know it's just about like putting together music right now um and every element of the music uh, where you're releasing it and you're giving people something you're giving people something you're giving people something you're giving people something there's a lot it's a lot of that that give right and you know each time you release that new music it's another opportunity to gain new fans so right. you know you put out a new song every couple months or so and each time you put out that new song it's another as i, I always like to say it's another at bat right you get up to the sure. plate and you can get on you can get on first you can get on second you can hit a home run but at least or you can strike out but at least you're at the plate right you have an opportunity to get on base um so to me it's all about um just creating as many at bats as possible during this time um and you know also using this time so that on the other end of it you know the thing i'm so interested in like it's it's so 
it's going to be really hard to know, but we have so many artists whose fan bases are growing so much right now. You know, you can see by these different, whatever metrics you want to use, you know, whether social media followings or, you know, Spotify monthly listeners or whatever it is that are growing so much um, that like, it's going to be so interesting to see when live comes back, how much this growth from the streaming that we've been doing is going to translate um, right. that's like the thing that like, it's, it, it's almost like something I dream about. It's like, the, like being at a concert again and like seeing these songs in, in person, um, and seeing people like, you know, who discovered music during this time now they're in person. It's like, it sounds like we're, it's like an alternative universe, but like, I know it's going to exist at some point, you know? Even so like getting to enjoy a show without having to think, should I be here? Should I be wearing a mask? Should I be yeah. washing my hands? Like, can I yeah. be like having a drink and chilling? Just kind of give that guy a hug, say what's up, handshake. Totally. Like, I hate all that. It's so, so, so much of that. Um, yeah. But you're talking about the framework uh, and that's something that I kind of want to pull back to <laughs> just the, the label in general and you guys yeah. being able to, I think there's, there's, there's one thing you can say for sure about this community is it's very supportive and, and there's a lot totally. of great people and great artists that bring it together to help make it what it is. But what do you think that, and I, I don't know if it's a simple question, but the foundation that has been laid down for you guys to build for the co-op, for the artists, for the people within your company, within you know all the different branches to work together to see the growth that you guys have seen, because I feel like your success has been amazing and I love seeing it. And I love seeing that the efforts are paying off. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people are monetizing, they're living their dreams, they're building, yep. they're building the fan base. And you guys are able to take that. And to me, I don't, there's nothing you should feel guilty for with it. People are living their dreams and being able to make music. And you guys somehow found this Google, you know, code that's like, we're going to make it, we're going to make it <laughs> successful and we're going to put it together and it gets out there. And I know it's not that easy. So I'm just curious what you feel like that, um, those, those pieces that have built your foundation, what they are that make you successful. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, um, you know, a few things is, you know, one, Ineffable started, um, you know, Thomas Cousins and Igor Katz, they started the company um, when they were roommates in college in, I think, I don't know, 2008 maybe, or I don't know the exact year, I think 2008. Um, and, you know, that, it just grew from that, right? Just from this like idea and just kind of promoting shows and, and doing these different things. And, you know, it's been growing like this music has grown so organically right like these fan bases have grown like from word of mouth and from like just without like any like major mainstream kind of support or whatever we want to refer to as mainstream media whatever um without major label support just it's happened so organically and as that organic growth um has happened um it's allowed other artists to follow in the pathway of those foundations because it's creating opportunities, right? So like Cali Roots, you know, wasn't a thing 15 years ago. Like there at the beginning, there were, you know, only, you know, not that many people that went and then it grew over time. And then once those things existed, well, it's, at that point, it's a lot easier to, to you know, put, put an artist on, right? Because these outlets are starting to exist. These tours exist. These mm. playlists exist. These festivals exist. Um, but the overall kind of backbone that got it to here is I think that, um, the thing that I really bought into when I kind of joined on and, and, you know, when we, when we even started this kind of label arm of things was this idea that if people 
if you treat people well and you do deals with people that they feel happy with five years later, 10 years later, and they don't feel like, oh, like, you know, screw this label. Like this was a predatory deal. I didn't know what I was signing. I didn't know what this was. That's going to come back to bite you eventually. It's just bad business. Like not only is it wrong, but it's bad business. And the way that the foundation was laid here was let's do deals that are artist friendly and that artists are going to want to are going to be happy about down the line and that positive word of mouth spreads and that's why i'm just a big believer of you give you give you give you know you don't it's like i'm totally happy to like share people with people like how we've been able to do on the label side of things like what we've been able to do like i think that's going to benefit everybody long term um so i just think it's it's that it's that specific thing which is just that the music business can be um it can be a sketchy place at times it can be a very predatory place a a history of artists getting screwed so when you present an option that uh people feel good about you're you're occupying a really unique lane in this world so this is the 10 years later with the growth of all these bands and the maturity of everything this is that karmatic and in the non-boastful way this is the 10 years later this is the strength of those relationships coming to fruition in much bigger scales in many ways, I'm sure. But that's, that's a beautiful thing. Sorry, JV, I cut you off, man. Oh, no, 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 dude. I think that uh, you brought up a good point, man. It is when you take a step back and look at it, it see that growth is, is amazing. And Adam, one thing that I noticed in, in my research that, and, and in just in talking to bands that you guys work with that are, um, you know, singing your praises is what you have been able to do in terms of uh, relationships that you've built. So, you know, whether it's with Apple music or, um, you know, different playlist curators. It seems like a big component of what you guys bring to the table yep. are those relationships that you've cultivated over time. So I'm curious, um, how did that, how does that happen? I mean, are you just getting <laughs> on LinkedIn and like, you know, finding names <laughs> and sending cold emails out to people? Are you doing a brick by brick yeah. or like, um, I don't know if you could talk about that component of, uh, of what you guys do, but I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's really kind of like, was my has been like a huge huge focus of mine in, in my whole entire my entire like career since you know, graduating from college, um, and you know it's like just like how do you get people's attention? How do you get people to open your emails? How do you get people to start paying attention to you? Um, and it's a process, and it's just like it's about similarly to what we said before about the growth of the overall business it's similar it's about treating people like they're people right so if you're just sending sending pitches cold pitches whatever to all these different people and you're sending them four emails a week at 11 a.m on saturday morning no one's going to pay attention to you right and if you start sending the person who you know playlists rap caviar on spotify if you just keep sending them like you know, like some sort of like one drop, like American reggae style song, like they're going to be like, why am I paying attention to this person? They keep sending me stuff that makes no sense. Um, But if you develop relationships with people um, like they are people and um, because they are, (laughs) then like you can actually build these connections out um, to be beneficial to to your artists um, long term. So it's really just like, it's that it's 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 you know this constant 
pressing of, of what I like to stay is I like to stay, I like to stay on the persistent side of annoyance. So like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to email you just enough times so that you're like, oh, this guy's maybe a little bit annoying, but he's <laughs> persistent. I'm not going away, <laughs> not going away. Just hovering, you know? just hovering. I like it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not, you're not too annoying, but you're like very close. <laughs> it's like we talked about um, kind of like... You know how quickly everything changes in the music industry, right? I mean, we even talked about Apple yeah. Music 20, 20 years ago. Buying songs on the internet was weird. And now no one even does that anymore. Yeah. Most people are streaming, right? Yep. Um, do you think mm -hmm. it's more important to build connections with other human beings in the industry and that helps you stay on top of trends? Or do you think it's more important to look at the world, see what's coming and build connections based off of where you think things are going to go? That's a great question. Um, well, definitely both. Um, you know, uh, Thomas likes to say he likes to spend 80% of his time on the, the things he can control and 20% of his time on the moonshots. Um, I like to spend, um, you know, a good amount of my time on maintaining the current relationships that I have um, and making sure that, um, you know, whatever whatever music is coming out, whatever we're trying to push is going to have the best um, possibility to do so through those. And then also spend time on on creating those new relationships because, um, as you said, like, you don't know what's going to pop off. Like, you don't know if that person that, you know, you met at a show who was just, like, really drunk and, like, talking to you nonstop and you were just like, okay, this person's kind of annoying. You don't know. <laughs> You know, he's talking about that, that person ends up creating, yeah, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> ends up running the biggest streaming platform in the world in five years. Like it's it's just about like maintaining every single relationship and treating everybody as an important person because they are. Um, and yeah, so I think it's like you know, there's such a focus on like the main kind of streaming platforms, but it's really important also on our end to focus on maybe some of the smaller ones too, um, because yeah, you never know what's, what's going to be, what's going to be next. Um, and also, you know, to your point, um, just kind of like spending a lot of, you know, what's, what's cool is because like I'm overseeing the releases, releasing of music every single week, right? Literally every single week I'm overseeing the, re the release of, of usually a number of songs. And so every single week that goes by, I learn more and more and more and we learn more and more and more and we can use what we learn from those previous weeks for our future releases. And then we learn as things are changing through that volume of releases and then we're able to adjust for the future based on that as well. So I got a question for you that it is a little bit personal in terms of close to home because I was, I was doing a radio show for almost the last two years and cool. totally a labor of love, been doing it because I wanted to do it, it just seemed like reggae, ska, influence, this community needed a voice. We were able to yeah. do it, put it on the air here in Arizona. So my question is not about the life and, and the, the bouncing of Vibes Live radio show, but the question is how important is radio in general in this genre or in these types of genres moving forward? Because as much as everybody, there was support for it, there's love for it, this is a, it's a hard channel because there isn't, I don't see this infiltrating the top 40. I don't see it getting to like a mass audience. I don't know that it's necessarily needed to go to a mass audience. But with radio, I mean, there's so much streaming. 
But is there still anything to the brick and mortar thought of radio? Is there importance to radio? Like I know you guys have the Cali Root Show on XM, which I think is amazing because it has a great reach. I mean, how many cars come with XM in it just to give you that opportunity to hear it? But outside of that, like, or even with that, like, why did you guys go that direction? Is there any room in this world for radio as we know it? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's very much market by market. So in Hawaii, um, getting a song playing on radio, like really moves the needle. Like you can have a song blow up, um, playing a 98, five, um, in this, in our scene, um, and throughout the Caribbean, um, when we're working with more of our, you know, Caribbean acts, like similar thing. So there are certain markets where it impacts more than others. Um, and I'm definitely a believer, um, and so like there needs to be a, a bigger focus in those places. And then overall, I, yeah, I'm still, I still think it's, I still think it's important. Um, on the Sirius XM side, you know, the way that kind of came about was like, we kind of felt that, you know, what's cool is what, what, what has happened with Cali Roots and it's been a big focus of Cali Roots and a big focus of what, you know, I've been wanting to do with the Neffel Records is to bridge this gap between this kind of American reggae scene and the music coming from Jamaica and Cali roots kind of was already kind of doing that in terms of booking artists from both. Right. So the idea with Cali roots radio, um, was to bridge that gap and use this show that appears on the joint that plays traditionally more, um, old school artists and Pat McKay who programs the joint, uh, is a good friend of mine and she's the best. I love Pat. She's like been so supportive of our, of our, of our music um, and what's cool is we can now direct people from our world, from the Cali, Cali whatever you want to call it, Cali Roots scene, direct them to the joint mm-hmm. and then have Eric Rachmani and Dan Sheehan play both the new music from the scene and the music from the scene. And then a lot of the music that, that influenced them, the, the scene and, and from Jamaica and the newer music and kind of like bridges it all together. So the cool thing about radio overall is that it can still, it can do that because you can provide context behind the songs that you're playing, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, it different so than streaming, like the actual human touch of being like, hey, this next song, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. There is that human touch and that context by which you can, I think, kind of bridge that gap in a, in a pretty unique way. Yeah, it was the ultimate compliment hearing about, you know, Saturday morning when we do the Saturday sesh that the family would sit around and like just play the show and listen to it like uh one of the stick figure family people reached out and it was like this is almost it sounded like 1940s kind of stuff like there was no tvs on (laughs) everybody's just jamming listening to the radio and it it provides this nostalgic kind of feeling that i just don't want to see go away like there's so many things that are going away that we lose touch with and i think that's just for me again just biased to it but i tried to do what i could (laughs) in that world and i and i love it and there's there's so much more opportunity to come with it it's just the feeling is I don't want it to get lost. And I just think the about... One thing... No, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm just thinking... I, I'm repeating myself, I guess, but just don't want it to be lost in the ether of the things that once were and, and so many things that can be replaced by extra reach or extra this or that, but the intimacy is is still kind of there with that you know medium. The one thing I, I would keep in mind with that is I think that um, the message is more important than the medium. And so if the reason you like the medium is the message you're able to get across and it appears as if there are new mediums that are being built that can also put that message across, 
then find a way to get that message across those other mediums as well and have that broadcast exist in these other lanes um, because at the end of the day, it's not necessarily, you know, turning the radio on, going to that channel and, and it being there isn't necessarily the part of it that you love, but the part of it you love is that intimacy, mm-hmm. I think, my, from my understanding. So I always say it's like, you want to invent the, um, like you want to invent the business that's going to take you out of business, right? Like that's, yes. that's the goal. Like you don't want somebody else to do that. And mm-hmm. so it's like with radio, it's like, yeah, keep doing it, but also be thinking like, can I simultaneously broadcast this in different places um, to make sure that in case this stuff doesn't happen anymore, you know, I'm still getting across that message of intimacy that I really like about it would be my thoughts. hundred percent. hundred percent. And Adam, you talked about, bridging the gap between island music and American reggae rock music. And, and I'm just kind of curious. So, uh, you know, I'll say this. I, I have Apple Music. That's what I use more than Spotify. I've got an iPhone. I love Apple. That's my shit, right? But I do have a gripe with Apple, and that's the fact that there is no <laughs> category defined as reggae rock. And if you scroll through all the categories on Apple's yeah. page, I mean, there's Russian hip-hop, there's Deutsch pop, yep. there's all these different genres. Um, and I'm almost wondering if in your role, being somebody that is bridging those gaps, do you ever have a hard time defining reggae, American reggae rock music? Because it's like this umbrella that so many people sit under and they sound so different. And I don't even <laughs> know really what the common theme is. Maybe it's just the fact that there's a slight influence of actual island reggae. And then you have those people that, are, you know, island reggae fans that are looking at rock, you know, American reggae rock music and I, it gets confusing. So I'm just kind of curious if you run into that challenge of like yeah. defining it and, and maybe how you see um, being able to do that. Definitely. And I think, you know, that's the thing is that, you know, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Amazon, all the different platforms have their own set of rules and their own curators who are curating different lists and are curating different worlds. And in some, in some places, the person who is curating like, what you're saying reggae rock style stuff is also curating like more like Jamaican reggae in other places. The people who are curating reggae rock might be people who usually are curating more rock and it goes into that world. So it's hard sometimes to um, kind of have that cohesiveness um, across the different places because there's like a, a, the ways at which they're curated is so different between the platforms. But to your point, just how this whole scene has grown so organically, the placements that we are getting on these platforms has grown in a, in a similar way, right? So it's been like, you know, the the amount of, of playlists and placements that we're getting is increasing each week. And that's happening because like, we are really making this case that, hey, this is really being consumed. Like people are really listening to this. Like the numbers, the streaming numbers are really high. You know, this past summer stick figure was in the top 500 most streamed artists each week in the world, dead or alive. Um, and, you know, it, it all kind of started with um, the case that, that we were trying to make to these platforms, um, you know, for the past few years, which is this is really thriving on the live side. Like these are artists who are selling out Red Rocks, you know, and the numbers that we're seeing on streaming platforms aren't necessarily matching what we're seeing on the live side. And that's kind of was the pitch. And over time, people started trusting and believing what we were saying because the stuff that, that, that I would pitch to them would perform well. So they gained that trust. Um, and so that's, you know, doesn't, 
I think that answers your question. Oh. Um, but you know, um, but to, I think the important piece from what you're saying is, um, yes, it, it can be frustrating, but, um, I don't necessarily think about it as frustrating. I think about it more so as like, we're just trying to, um, make sure these platforms know what's going on. And it's just like, it's a fun process to just like educate people and to try to get them to, to, to start supporting it. It's like this big, it's like this big game, you know, we're just kind of like going level to level to level on it. Um, and so it's, it's an enjoyable process more so than, than it's frustration. There's levels to this shit. You hear that, Evan? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good advice, man. Levels to this. And you said something earlier about persistence. It made me think of, persistence wears down resistance that's a saying i like man you're dropping some gems adam so i I like that i respect that i like that (laughs) um i so i have a question i hesitate to ask this to you because i have to imagine Uh you get asked this a million times like probably everyone's asked this question to you and maybe you have a an answer already in your head i don't know but i i had i have to do it anyways um what advice do you have for artists that are looking to um, you know, break through to the next level, but maybe don't, maybe they're not necessarily the size where they're working directly with Ineffable or, or, you know, maybe they're just in a completely different lane, but what advice do you have for any artist that's just looking to, um, to grow their numbers, to get out there? Yeah, I'd say, and I've said this before, so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it really is the by number one thing, which is, don't let perfection and the, the and striving for perfection be the enemy to your progression. Um, and I think oftentimes it's like kind of what a lot of artists deal with and is like you want your music to, to be as good as possible, right? But then like you're working on the same song for five years, six years, and in that time period you haven't released anything. Um, and I totally, again, I understand why that happens, but just to try to take a step back and say, you know what, this isn't perfect, but I feel good about this, right? Get it out there. It's unlikely that that one song is going to make you pop off. But you know, if you if you keep releasing consistent content over time and you just keep improving, you keep you you make your content sound better over time. You also make it look better over time. You make your visuals better, right? You're just kind of leveling up your game as you go on. And you know, if the music is good and you keep through that kind of process of the consistent cohesive content and perpetuity idea while not being too um, worried about um, that, that the element of perfection, um, then it'll work out. Um, it sounds like this, like, it's just, you have to be patient. Like these artists that we're seeing that are touring and playing in front of thousands of people, like they built fan bases over, over like decade plus like it takes a long long time and it is a grind and you are not going to make any money for a very long time like you have to reinvest whatever you make back into your business right you have to think about it like a small if you're if you're an an aspiring artist you have to think about um yourself as a small business and a small business owner and most businesses or startups it takes a long time for them to start making money and all the money that comes in you need to reinvest, right? And you need to find a way on the side to be making money. But anything that comes in, you're reinvesting so you can get to that next stage, right? Where you can improve your production, where you can improve lighting at your shows, where you can get onto a tour bus eventually. Like it's all about these steps and the ability to kind of reinvest in yourself. 
and it just it takes a long long time it's 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 a grind but if you follow that path of consistent cohesive content in perpetuity that's the way to do it oh wow that's awesome i hope people were listening if you didn't hear all that you got to go back and listen to it twice man that was that was uh some damn good information right there i appreciate that um (laughs) that's uh that's awesome. Adam, I'm curious, man, just talking to you, you're just very articulate, looking at like the work that you've done and some of the things you're doing, like you you are a, a highly successful person. And I'm always curious talking to like really successful people, but what are some, and this is more of a personal question, but what are some principles in your life that you endorse that, that you think maybe have, have led you to be successful or that contribute to your drive just as a person uh, in general? Uh, just trust your gut. Um, and you know, I, um, you know, I, I moved out to the Bay area, you know, I moved out, you know, originally to Oakland. Uh, I live in San Francisco now and I literally lived in the building that I work in, right? We have this big compound in Oakland. Stick has his studio in the back. Kali has a studio. We have our offices in the front. I moved out here a week after I graduated from college. Uh, I graduated from Northwestern in June of 2018 and I moved out here a week later, and I had, you know, pitched this idea. We, Thomas and I had started talking via a cold pitch wow. um, about, you know, what I could do. And, and at the time, it was, let's, um, let's uh, you know, World on Fire, that song is coming out. Do all the different things you can do to help make it as big as possible. And it sounded crazy at the time to, to go from, you know, I went to a, a, ver- a very good school and you know, to, to just go and, and take this risk of like, okay, come out here, you know, just live here. And like, let's, let's give it a few months, right? Let's, let's test it out for three months. And, and if, if this works then we'll create this kind of department for you, for you to run. Um, it sounds crazy when you say that, <laughs> right. At that age to people, you're like, oh, you're just going to move. Like I grew up in New York, you know, my family, my friends in New York, you know, I went to school right outside of Chicago I was like, I'm going to move all the way out here. But to me, it was a no brainer. Like it was like, I get to work. Like I had this kind of like dream and like my gut was like, oh yeah, are you kidding me? Obviously I'm doing this. Um, And that's kind of the driver of everything from there. It's just like, you can't worry too much about what other people think um, about what you're doing and just kind of trust that like, you have to just follow your gut and intuition on things. Um, there's so much want for, um, I think, a linear path in life, um, especially like when you're in college and you're trying to find that next job. You know, when you're trying to find you know, that job that's going to get you the next job. It's going to get you the next job. It's going to you're going to kind of climb over time. But to be willing to not have that linear path and just kind of follow your your gut and make things work, um, I think has been the biggest driver of my success personally. Wow. That's amazing, man. That's, that's a hard thing to see, to be able to envision at that point too, just to be able to throw, not throw, it's not a gamble per se, but I can see what you're saying in the sense of it feels like a risk and there's too much in life that is, um, routine. Like we got to go get the job. We got to go get married. We got to do the kids and da da. And like, I have no problem that I followed a lot of those things in life. I'm very happy and and feel very blessed for having those things. But I did, you know, 
have a challenge as far as like the nine to five and then you have to reassess everything. And all of a sudden it's just like all those things that became a priority for so long get minimized. So the fact that you're able to take that and put that forward at such a, at a young age. And and I know that sounds shitty, but it's true. Like to be able to put that away early and say, I'm going to take the opportunity and not let it get blocked. And the more people that can see the opportunity that's right in front of them versus the comfort of a status quo, man, be that's a, that's the kind of risk takers that make, you know, people like you that can contribute so much to our community and make strides because you are able to have that mentality that puts, I can't, what'd you say? Content creative perpetuity, perpetuity. What was that? What was that quick little phrase? This is, this is a Igor Katz, uh, um, trademark consistent cohesive content in perpetuity there you go to have that in forefront of your mind and all the actions that you guys do to get behind that support that and it shows growth and i think it's dope i just want to commend you on it i think it's great thanks and, man i appreciate that yeah it's um i'd say that the, the the two other things i would say is surrounding yourself by people who um believe in you and and um that you trust um, outside of your, your work, you know, in your life. I have a lot of like lifelong friends who I've known since I was a little kid and, and family as well who's supportive. And the other thing I would say is uh, meditation, <laughs> at least for me. Like I'm like, I meditate every single day, 10 minutes a day. And like I, I, I spend so much time working because I, I work with artists, right? So like there's no such thing as nine to five with artists. <laughs> like you wake up Saturday morning and it's like, Oh, it's, you know, 10 AM. How many texts do I have right now? <laughs> like, you know, so it's like there, there's always more to do, right? You're always trying to grow all these different, these artists and all this different music. There's always something to do. It's like hard to just press stop for the day at any time. And so to me, something that's really important is taking that time and meditating, um, and like just being able to deal with all those different things that, that, that happen over time by having that kind of grounded, um, groundedness. Oh yeah. Do you use an app for meditation or how do you, how do you go about doing I use Headspace. Headspace. Okay. Yeah. I tried, I'm trying this one called wake up. It's not bad, but I still haven't cool. figured out how to do it every Sweet. morning. I'm gonna keep trying and keep going. Do it, man. It's, it's, it's chance. I don't know. It changed. I'd say it's, I think it makes everybody like there's a podcast called 10% happier. Um, and I think that's the best way of putting it. Do it, for th- do it for 30 days, every day straight. And you'll be like, Oh, I'm starting to feel 10% happier. Nice. There you go. Puts in some perspective. Sure. Adam, you have an inside uh, track here and, and get to listen to a lot of amazing music before it comes <laughs> out. I'm wondering, and, and you know, if you can't, if you can't, you know, say names or whatever that's that's totally fine but i'm just curious like maybe you could tell the listeners of this podcast maybe some things to be excited about in the future i i, I don't know if there's any projects that you know that are coming to, to get people excited or maybe you got to keep it under wraps dude i don't know maybe they haven't been announced yet but um <laughs> you know i'm just kind of curious if uh if there's anything in, in in the in the in the pipe to get excited about yeah, there, every single artist that I work with is working on new music, every single one. So I can't even start to name them because I'm gonna forget to name somebody, and then they're gonna give me shit. So I I don't want to start, but the guys behind me, Kali, Stick, you know, there's Trevor over here, um, and every every single artist is working on something new. Um, you know, 
one thing I don't want to go through all of them, but um, it's really cool because right now the elevators are here in Oakland at the studio with Johnny Cosmic working on their album that he's producing, and they've been here for the last few weeks. Um, and it's been really cool to be here as that album is getting recorded um, and seeing that process go from the demos to um, you know them getting recorded and Johnny adding his touch to it. Um, and just that whole process to me is like the coolest part of my job. It's like seeing someone, someone texts me a song as like a demo, they're just playing it on their acoustic guitar or just some sort of demo. And then over time it becomes that finished product. Um, it's just like, that's, and then you see it go out there and it gets playlisted and it, whatever it is, but to see it, it's like, it's like you're seeing like this like birth, <laughs> like you're seeing this like baby grow. This is a weird analogy, but <laughs> <laughs> it makes, <laughs> it makes like, sense. It makes sense to little me. Little reggae rock babies running around, dude. I like. It. <laughs> Actually, it's funny the elevators. So this is an elevators hat. I got it at their last show that they played um, in New Hampshire before they went out to California, and it was all socially distanced. It was outdoors. It was very safe. Oh, nice. But what you know, getting a, just a taste of live music again, especially seeing a band like the elevators. Oh my god, it was amazing! It was like I felt like <laughs> I felt like a drug addict, but <laughs> just missing my totally. fix, and then I got it. I was like, "Wow!" Now totally. I remember why I love this thing. Um, so that's that's awesome to hear that uh, you know they're cooking up with with uh, with you guys, and especially Johnny Cosmic, who was on this podcast. Yeah. He is an incredible individual, amazing talent, one of the best in the yeah. game. So that's a that's a connection right there that people can get excited about. I love it. For sure, and talk about putting his touch on things. That bittersweet symphony that just just, like just dropped. That I mean, I hope like maybe it's too lofty, but I don't know why the Atari's "Boys of Summer" became the song that they played over Don Henley's "Boys of Summer." (laughs) But I kind of hope that this flips the script on that because I heard the original version come on the radio, and I was like, "Nah, it should be Johnny Cosmic. Should be the (laughs) Olympics." I liked it so much better, but just a thought, guys. Just a thought, throwing it out there, hoping, yeah, why not? Manifesting it. I like it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, man, Adam, I, I could I could sit here and talk to you for another two hours just pick your brain about music. And, you know, I know uh, a man as busy as you probably <laughs> probably doesn't have that luxury to be able to just chop it up with us for that long. But um, <laughs> definitely appreciate you, uh, you know, giving us your time and, you know, answers of these questions. I think, you know, we have a lot of bands that listen to this podcast and a lot of just fans of this music. So I just think it's great that people – are getting to know you and hear your story and understand what you do and see how the kind of things behind the scenes work and what ineffable is doing for the genres is, um, you know, it's, it's changing everything. And, and as a fan of music, just so appreciative of the work that you're doing. And it's so cool to see. So um, just from my perspective, man, just, just keep, keep doing your thing, keep grinding, keep it up, man. You're, you're, uh, you're really doing something special with this uh, genre of music. And, and definitely I feel a little bit smarter now after having talked to you. So, uh, that's that's a positive thing, but um, yeah, man. So just just much love, much appreciation from this end. No, same same exact feelings, guys, and and it's people like you guys that are that are helping us and and helping the artists, and everyone's working together to grow this thing, right? I mean, we're all in the same boat. We all have the same goals. So it's um, it's awesome to to come on here 
um, with people who are, are like-minded and, and discuss this stuff because if I weren't discussing it with you, this is what we're talking about every single day. So it's like, it's just, just comes out without even like thinking. It's just like, we're just spewing. So it's just like, I, I can talk all day. So it's, it's really, uh, I appreciate your willingness to, um, allow me to, to do so. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate what you've been doing, everything you guys are creating and the creativity and the content and just the constant uh, growth of this community and culture is so amazing to see. And I uh, just appreciate, again, all the strives that you're able to, to put together for us. And thank you. Thank you for the time tonight. And I look forward to more conversations, hopefully in the future. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Adam Gross, take care, man. Peace. 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 What an incredible individual. So lucky, blessed, honored that we got to sit down and chop it up with them. Hopefully you learned something from that conversation. All right. I think the the main point is anything's possible. All right. Look at the way that Adam hustled to create the path that he created. We should all be striving for something similar. And remember what he said, trust your gut. Okay. Whether you got a six pack or just a big old beer belly, whatever you got down there, maybe you better trust that thing. Okay, um, let's let's get back on track, man. We we were reviewing music, you know. We did I don't know five or six of the reggae three sixty top ten songs of the week. We got a couple more, Evan, right? Yeah. Right, why don't you go ahead and fire one up, man? What are you thinking? What are you gonna play next? Up next, we're gonna play the song "Hero" from Surfer Girl. Grab your light as you put them up and say Our president don't know shit There's no captain to steer the ship If you really got heart and soul And you're sick and tired of this talk Just say Our president don't know shit And the change come from within Humans lose in focus Rises on the islands Is the television broken? How come nobody is smiling? Thunderstorms and locusts, let's not resort to violence. Jewelry stores are closing, but the pressure forming diamonds. It's a tough pill to swallow, tough fact to follow. I sift it, I sift to that shit go hollow. The oracle of follow, I see tomorrow. Believe it or not, all we need is a hero. Surfer girl hero. Let me say a couple things, man. Number one, I know we don't like to get political on this podcast, but this is a very political track, and that's okay, man, because I think, in essence, uh, what the message is is that we need a hero. So when I listen to this track, man, I imagine like a young kid. Imagine being like 13, 14, 15, 
seeing all the shit that we're seeing on the news, living in this crazy era, this crazy time. And like, maybe there's a spark in that kid that's seeing all this and listening to tracks like this and being inspired to be that change, to be that person to kind of shape the future, man. That's what I like to think. All right. But um, more importantly, man, I thought that this song really just had a nice vibe to it, a nice essence. I loved it. It was easy to listen to smooth, like, you know, I want to hear more music from Surfer Girl. And I know uh, we just talked to Adam Gross, and I know that Surfer Girl is a very new project, brand new, brand new. This was like the first release and did numbers over the weekend thanks to, A, you know, being a fire track, you know, but B, the support from Ineffable and somebody like Adam Gross and, you know, not taking anything away from the artist. I know that, uh, you know, he came from a different band that had a big following, so maybe that helped. But all in all, man, this is a, this is a perfect example of, um, you know, what working with the right people can do for a song. And, and the numbers on it are crazy, man. It's a lot of people have heard this track. Um, and, yeah, man, it's just this is the type of, this type of music. It's a fresh sound. It's got me excited to hear more. I don't know. I don't know. What, uh, what, what do you guys think? We all need a hero. I mean, that's uh, that's the sentiment I took from this track. And you know, you're talking about the younger younger generation listening to something like this. And I picked my kids up from school today, and I'm listening to the the tracks, you know, for the show. And this just happened to come on, and we just so happened to be talking about like you know presidential stuff right now because you can't really escape it. And it was kind of interesting because I try to avoid controversy. I mean, my kids are really really young. And it's like right now, politicians are almost like athletes, you know? It's like, oh, President Trump is this or, you know, Biden is that. They look like these superheroes. So when you get somebody singing a song saying the president ain't shit, that has some impact. And even to the younger ears, like I didn't really know that was coming. And so they like, they're kind of like, is that, do, do people think that? And it's like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, for sure. And some don't, but some do. And, it was a it was a very quick introduction into this um, wonderful world of opinions that we live in. So, you know, I'm glad that they're getting the voice out there. I like their sound; it's unique. It really does sound good, and I love the sentiment that we all need a hero. But to your point, the younger ears are hearing it, and I can only imagine all the different things that they're seeing right now, based around this crazy, crazy political time. Evan, you love talking politics. Mm. What are you voting for? Mm. <laughs> don't answer that um you just you look way too high dude oh that's kind of rude i'm no, just, no, I'm just saying you song. look way too high i'm not saying you yeah. are no yeah i'm just uh, i'm gonna play the next song and okay. uh don't look at me the next song is next way song too, is high too high from arizona arizona oh Middle finger up, then I throw it to the sky. I know. I know. Yeah, we pull up so they see though. Me and my amigos. Life like a movie kill Bill Tarantino. In a hotel, California, like the Eagles. Catch me if you can, homie. I ain't talking Leo. Feel so right that I can't go. Fuck up the vibe, middle finger up, then I throw it to the sky. I know, I know, 
throwback. Never bite your tongue. You should own that. Wish that we could yeah. go back. Way too high. Don't fuck up the vibe. I fucking love it, dude. I love Arizona. I love Arizona tracks. I love Catastro. I love that this band has continued to evolve their sound. I mean, I, I encourage you all to go back and listen to some of the very early Catastro and listen to where they're at right now. And you can hear this progression and this, this, this overall growth and evolution that this band from Arizona is representing. And Matt Keller is out there producing and doing a great job. Uh, he's doing a lot for Arizona artists and I, artists in general, man. But uh, the Irie recently linked up with them on their last EP. Like They create this sound that, that Matt Keller is just dialed into. And when it comes to Catastro, I really think they're getting close to, to perfecting this dialing in of this sound that they are creating. And you just can't deny the rhythm like the catchy hooks the lyrics the the you want to you instantly heard like the first time you hear this song you can get down with it you can start singing along with it you can feel it and you can understand it because sometimes you just don't want people to be fucking up your vibe and damn it catastro i'm with you there's way too much going on right now sometimes you gotta let loose sometimes you gotta have a good time and it's always time for a good time Hell yeah, Catastro, Arizona, representing fresh new music this week. And it always makes me proud. You guys can tell. You can hear the smile in my voice. I fucking love music coming out from Arizona, man. There's not that many. Like, they're really, we've got a great community, but we don't have a slew of artists. We're not this, like, giant, you know, place of millions of bands. So when I keep seeing Catastro showing up and raising the bar, I just, I feel really proud. Excited. Do you do you think that you love Arizona reggae rock music more than David Shaw loves South Florida reggae rock music? I mean, probably Ooh. not. I mean, I don't think so. I think it's all self like that's all community love. Like, I love I'm Arizona. Some- I can't say I love it more than South Florida, but I mean, it's not a competition. No, no, no. I'm saying, but. Is your love for Arizona stronger than David's love for South Florida? Not comparing South Florida to Arizona, totally different vibes. But I just, I see the passion. I hear the passion in your voice, and it's the same that I see with David. I'm just trying to stir the pot, Brett. I'm just trying to get some controversy. Going I'll tell on this you this podcast. much. I'll tell you this much. I will tell you this much. I have, well, no, because I'm, I'm not going to, probably not going to do that. But the only reason <laughs> I'm doing this right now and being here is because I love. Arizona musicians so much is why I started doing all this. So I like it enough to say that I've started creating this whole, whatever you want to call it based off of it. And I think, you know, David, David supports his bands and puts them out there and gives them opportunities. And so we work together that's how we grow. That's how we go big. I love it. And now I respect it outside of that. I don't really know. Okay. Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll have to give David a chance to respond. But but you're right, man. I I, and I respect the love and the passion, man. I I think it's so cool what you're doing. Um, And I love Catastro. I love music from Arizona. I love the Irie. I love South Florida music. I love it all, man. So it's a win, win, win. But yeah, this song. I think I. I don't know, man. I don't get that. I don't like. I don't get high anymore. Really, I just drink. So like this song doesn't hit the same way. But then I started thinking like way too high. It doesn't have to be about doing drugs. It could just be like emotionally or your vibration or like first my mind went to like being too high on drugs. But then I started thinking about it. It's like, man, you could just be high on life, man. You could be, you know, it's just, it's like that. It's like Kendrick Lamar song. Like, don't fuck up my vibe, bitch. Don't, 
bitch don't kill my vibe. It's like, you know, and uh, Evan, when we were talking about this song, man, you lit up, dude. You said this was your favorite song of the week. You thought the production was off the charts. You had just so many wonderful things to say about this track, dude. I did, yeah. Did I just say them all? Most <laughs> of them, yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll I can speak to them more, but also yeah. we've been talking about the song for a little while. But yeah, I mean, throughout, like, to me, it's like you're listening to a verse in this song, and it's just mostly one guitar, maybe a light keyboard in the background, vocals and drums, but it feels so full, and that speaks to really good mixing. Like, the drums are layered with multiple layers on each one. The reverb really fills it out. Like, they do so much with so little, while at the same time making it so dang catchy. It just sounds so good. And, I mean, you know, maybe you don't smoke anymore, but you've partaken a little bit of the giggle bush, the wacky tobacco, the the devil's lettuce, the trap <laughs> cabbage. You know, uh, you've been too high once Listen, or twice in your life. And don't, don't incriminate me. First of all, I've never done anything called trap cabbage. Never? No. <laughs> You know, I may have sold it, but I never did it. Okay, let's get that straight. Trap cabbage, electric lettuce. Dude. No, the only electric lettuce in this place right now is that lettuce on your head, dude. That fucking flow, that supreme commander, uh, you know, surgeon general warning mullet you got dangling off the back of your forehead, dude. Um, what's next, dude? Up next, we've got the song "Bittersweet Symphony" with. Alific and Johnny Cosmic and Man of the Forests. You shouted this out, dude, in the interview with Adam, man. Why don't you talk about this one? Bittersweet Symphony right here. You know, did I say um, harmony? I think you did. I See, you know you what? Did. I listen to too much Bone Thugs and Harmony. My bad. No disrespect. Boom, 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 boom. Um, so, yeah, this song, I mean, I remember it from, I think it was the early 2000s, maybe late 90s. I think the Verve or the Verve Pipe was the original artist, and yeah, I was talking about this song because I really, you know, we 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 talked to Johnny Cosmic and he is a powerhouse producer. He's an amazing producer and he's got a lot of ability to just put some shine on a track. And now Alific 
I don't know a lot of his music. Um, I know he's put some stuff out there. And then the other thing I always hear is like, he was original basis for stick figure. All right, cool. Um, but in this case, they came together and took some mad talent, brought some other people on this track. And I think, in my humble opinion, it's the refresh that that song needed because if you think of, and my example I keep giving you guys that we've been talking about is the Atari's Boys of Summer. If you listen to Don Henley, the Boys of Summer, if you might notice on pop radio, I don't make a habit to listen to it, but you hear it places. And the Atari's Boys of Summer is played more than Don Henley's Boys of Summer. And I think that this version of Bittersweet Symphony could literally overtake the original. And that's no disrespect to the original. I just think that this is the refresh this song never knew it needed, and it sounds fucking great. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. And in everything Johnny Cosmic touches is gold. Alific, you know. I mean, this is this is just a really cool cover song. I want to hear more Alific music, like, um, you know, uh, original music. But I mean, yeah. you're right. This was, in terms of a cover, and particularly for this track, man, like th- this is the best one I've heard ever, hands down. Yeah, real cool. And you can hear all. There's so many tones in there. Just it's nice. It's nice. It's got the layers. I dig it. That was nice. Up next, we've got the song "Hey Hey" from Melodose hey. and Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. Let's roll up, let's go up Live this life like we never gonna grow up Let's stow up, never bed down Live this life like the day's made for us Everything that I'm doing, wanna do what you love Every land I want to wanna land us too Cause the breeze passes through the window of the blue bus You turn my right, yeah, that's the life seen love Hey, hey This is a surprise David Shaw pick of the week. And I've got a little something to read. And does anyone want to add their thoughts on the song before we read David Shaw's surprise pick of the week? No, because I've done a terrible job. No, because I've done a terrible job managing our, our time here today. I said I was going to try to keep us to the point. So I'm going to let you go. Okay. Tell us what you all think. Right. Hey, hey, JB. Tell us what you think. Okay. Well, it's not what I think. All right. This, this. Uh, oh, no, 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 David. Sorry. Yes, David, this, David, David. Damn. We're not responsible, accountable uh, at all for the words I'm about to read. They do not reflect the thoughts or views or uh, religious principles of this podcast whatsoever. Um, these are strictly <laughs> the words.
the words of David Shaw in South Florida. So if you disagree with anything I'm about to read, you got to take it up with him and him directly. Okay. Yeah. Don't blow up Mm. our our DMS because of this. Okay. Dude, I've been getting destroyed and on DMS for my last David Shaw pick of the week, dude, people just been flaming me, you know, and I'm just, what? Yeah, dude. So come talk to me. I got, I got, I got an inbox. Hit me up, yo. You got a problem? Let's talk about it. Okay, fair enough. Um, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook. Here we go. Mellow dose brings us another dose of mellow mood music with his new song, "Hey Hey." This song not only features a high dose of positivity with uplifting lyrics and his other half, Katie Cameron on the harmonies. But this banger features one of the greats in modern reggae rock with Dylan Savage of Gorilla Panda, Gorilla Dub Squad, Giant Panda, Gorilla Dub Squad, excuse me, uh, contributing a positively positive verse of vocals too. As Dylan says in his verse, listening to this song will make you want to, quote unquote, turn up the music as soon as you hear the intro. Marco Martinez of Roots of Rebellion once again shows us that even solo, he can shine and stand out in our contemporary reggae scene through his expertise in music production, combining reggae with dub and electronic components that blend perfectly in what is known as Melodos. Check out his music featured on reggaeville.com for an aesthetic-looking video that takes place in the sunflower fields of Switzerland. And that was David Shaw's uh, you know, pick of the week. So there you have it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, David. Thanks, Thanks man. David. Thanks, David. Thanks for your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah. What's next? Up next, we got the song We Got This from Kanakim and Jeremy Williamson. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy? Jeremy Williamson, having you said earlier in this podcast, man, that reggae music needed to be positive and uplifting. Well, there you have it. Are you happy now? Yeah. What do you think of this track? I liked it. Okay. We got this. For what reasons? Uh, super mellow, but also just super good vibes. Like, I mean, this is this is a good just chilling out song. This isn't my alarm clock song. You know what I mean? This is a song that makes me feel cool. This is like, like if I'm on my way to work, or I'm away home from work, and I need something that makes me feel better about my day, this is what I'd listen to. It's just like calm, cool, and collected. It's not in your face like, yeah, we got this. It's just like, yeah, we got this. 
You know, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a smooth affirmation and positivity, man. Just that kind of reassurance that we all need. Smooth affirmation. I like that. And you know, one thing, Evan, about confidence, man, is if you can live that internal mantra of no matter what happens, everything's going to be okay, man. That really, you know, just lets you move in a different kind of way. And this song, I feel like captures that, you know, we got this and, you know, you're not just saying you get, you got this. You're saying, I got you, you know, you're saying, Hey, we're all in this thing together. Okay. I and I live a positive life. Good things are coming. I love it. Brad, what do you think? I like it a lot, man. I like the message. I like the, the rhythm. I like the positivity. Um, Jeremy Williamson, I think, is somebody I linked up with on like Facebook, social media, whatever, a really long time ago. So it's cool to see his music is coming to fruition, that they're putting music out there and that we're talking about it right here on the For the Vibes podcast. So I think that's pretty cool. And uh, I agree with everything you guys said. I mean, the, the vibe is right. The message is good. And, you know, I've got a few bands that like those are my turn to when I need a, some positivity or motivation for the day. And I can definitely see this track, you know, getting put into the playlist and, and digging more as it comes available by uh, both Kana and Jeremy. So uh, big props. I like it. Yeah, I want to learn more about their music. I want to hear more stuff from these guys because this is a real interesting start. Oh, For sure. For sure. Well, boys, is that all the music, Evan? That's all it. the music. Well, man, let's, let's jump right into a quick positive thought of the week, man. Who wants to go first? Mm, I got you. I'll tell you guys, this week is a new week, and every week is a new week, right? But um, it's the last week of this long hiatus that I've had from the typical 9 to 5, and it's all kinds of change happening around me with all sorts of things, you know, personal life, professional life, everything is just changing. And so I think positive thought is that you know when change comes to you don't fight it don't resist it and find the opportunity find that silver lining and embrace the change because uh you know sometimes you don't know that you needed a change but the change finds you and so um you know like some really great things are happening and i think that uh being closed-minded may not allow every opportunity to see itself through to fruition so uh, embracing change is my positive thought of the week. If you do it, I think wonderful things can happen. Awesome, man. I like that. It's great to hear the your tone of voice too. Right after, you know, I know there were times where we would do a positive thought of the week when you were right in the middle of everything and, you know, hearing, you know, that you've just stayed true to having like a positive outlook and now seeing, you know, you at the, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, being on the other end of it and still having that same attitude, man, that's real inspiring, dude. So big up with that, Evan. Thanks, man. Thank what you. do you think, dude? Um, I mean, just on the thought wave of being open-minded, um, one thing I've been working on personally over the past like year or two is being less judgmental of other people. Um, and it's, it's kind of a challenge for me. Like I, I'm a career salesperson, right? I've put a lot of thought into like trying to read people's emotions and facial expressions and body language. And over the past year, I've kind of tried to let as much of that go as possible. And I've found that like 
everybody expresses emotion differently. Everybody, when they say something some type of way, maybe it means something that different than if someone else were to say something in the same way, because we all grow up differently. We all go through our journey differently. And I've found that I connect with people better if I just stay open-minded and I don't assume I know what they mean by the way they say something and just kind of let a person be themselves and ask them more about what they mean by a phrase or a statement. And I don't know, like it, it makes it so you can really get to know somebody better. And that's something that's helped me professionally, personally, um, and really all throughout my life over the past year as I slowly get better at not doing that. And one thing that's kind of helped is even like wearing masks, right? Cause I can't see your face in the way you're expressing yourself. So I, I don't know, just a little thing that I've been doing um, that's kind of made made stuff go a little bit differently for me because um, we're all on our own journey and sometimes people might act a little funny or say something in a way that kind of bugs you, um, but they might not mean exactly what you think they mean and you can just be open-minded to you know who they are as a person and it's okay. It's awesome. That's a great perspective. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like the growth, man. I like I like the fact that like we again going back to the theme, silver linings, man. People wearing masks, you, you have to read them differently, man. So that's something that's actually you've taken advantage of. That's awesome. I I don't really, man, I don't even know. I don't really have a positive thought of the week. You know, <laughs> I think um maybe this is more me talking to myself, but I think that uh we're at a point now where I don't know, man. It feels like things are changing. Things are opening back up. And, like, you know, a lot of people went through some dark shit during quarantine and lockdown and this pandemic. We've been at it for so long, man. And I think, like, even myself, dude, like, I've tried to stay positive. I battled with some things, wrestled with some things. But it's time. It's time to, like, you know, if you're still holding on to – um, bad habits and kind of using, you know, COVID quarantine as an excuse. For example, myself, man, like I've gained weight during, you know, quarantine, like, and it's time, it's time to like, be like, okay, no more excuses. We're getting back to normal. The lights at the end of the tunnel, we see 2021, we see, you know, the future it's coming. Things are going to get back to normal. There's reason to be optimistic. There's reason to be positive. You know, obviously you want to be smart and safe and cautious and, you know, all those things. But at the same time, like, I think a lot of people are holding on to bad habits or negative thought patterns because the world has been so different. But I think it's time. I think it's time to start changing that. Start thinking about what life is going to look like when things go back to normal and start setting yourself up for success. You know, get signed up with that counselor, man. Get, you know, get your ass in the gym. Like, you know, start getting, expecting positive outcomes coming your way. And start wrapping your head around, uh, you know, once things open up, man, going full throttle, going all the way in and and really just living your purpose. So um, I don't know. That's my positive thought of the week is more just it's a feeling. We're in a transitional state and it's time uh, really to get your mind right. So that's all I would say. That's it. That's yes. it, boys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Break 360, top 10 songs of the week, positive thoughts of the week. You know, um, Evan says some real interesting things this episode. We're going to go back and edit a lot of it out. Um, just, Yarmo. Just kidding. We went the extra Yarmo on this one, boys. We sure did. We sure as hell did. Um, I appreciate you. 
Word. Well, I appreciate you both, and I appreciate you listening. Okay, hit us up yes. on Instagram. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you feel. Say hi. Just introduce yourself. We love uh, those types of conversations. So on that note, have a wonderful week. Much love. Big up. Yup, yup. Peace. Peace. And say it louder. Peace. One more time. Peace. Okay.